Welcome back to another episode of NBA at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is NBA at the Bar. We're your host. My name's T.A. It's G. Money. And we're glad to have you here. We're brought to you by ATB Media Network. Now, with that being said, folks, I need you to do me a quick favor. I need you guys to all subscribe, download, like, love it, and come visit us each and every single week. So I'm super fired up for this week. It was some great basketball. This in-season tournament is is getting going, and we're ready to talk some NBA basketball. G-Money, yes, what sir. you sipping on today? You know... I'm on this uh, Lismore. Lismore. You know, and I had to think about it. I was like, what is it? Lismore. It's a blended scotch. Well, the one thing you do know what you're going to have is you're going to have some blended scotch. Yes. And you know exactly what I'm going to have. What am I going to have? You're going to have some cognac of the yakers? I'm drinking on some cognac. Yes, And it's by a a, a, a company called Claude Claymore or something like that. But all I know is it's French. It sounds fancy. Yeah, and it's a little bit fancy. And it's... Pretty good. I've been drinking this for a long time. This is like my when I want to get a little bit bougie and want to get a little oh, bit man. French with it. Man, we're gonna be some Maliers of of this dark liquor in a minute. Okay, <laughs> as much as we doing. So with that man. being said, let's talk some NBA. Yes, indeed. And, and, you know, the first thing I want to talk to you about is how my man LeBron mm. is running through the league at almost forty years old, getting it ass, kicking ass, and taking names. Ooh, isn't he? You're right. LeBron is whooping ass. And, you know, I was really proud of him. Granted, it was against Portland, so they should have whooped Portland's ass. And they had about three or four times in that game to where it was like, why is the game tied? Why did you allow them to go up by two? But they they never really, let's say, relinquished the lead. But to your point, LeBron just looked phenomenal. I mean, for a guy in his 21st year who's – uh, he, I think he was he 39, right? He's 39. Mm-hmm. 39 this month. Okay. Or excuse me, next month. Going to be 39 mm-hmm. and is whooping ass like he's 21. I mean, and whooping ass. You know, he's dunking, he's driving, he's he's playmaking, he's doing everything. I, I We have never seen an athlete in the basketball arena do what he's doing right now. So I got to give him a little bit of love. Well, I, I don't know about you. But I can still remember long time ago when I was 39 and how these old limbs, these old knees mm. was sitting over here crunching. So yeah. I can only imagine. And we got to put those 21 years in perspective. He's not playing 21 years times 82 games. Let's assume he never missed any games. And that's the number of games he's played. We got to forget about the preseason. For all 21 games. We got to remember the postseason and this man getting damn near to the championship or to the championship almost each one of those 21 years. So when you talk about the amount of games that he's racked up on that body. Yes. But I can remember when people used to laugh at him when he was spending $2 million on the offseason on his body and everybody was like, $2 million? Are you crazy? He spent that money back then. He invested in his health, invested in his greatness, mm. invested in his body to ensure now at 39 years of age, well, he'll still be what. playing at the highest levels in the game. I'll tell you what, he needs to sell that damn milkshake that he drinks at the end of the game. You know, I don't know if you watch any of his offseason or, or not offseason, his his post-game interviews, you know, he got a little cup, he got a little jug, and it looks like hey, you didn't know that's, mystery no, no, shake. No, no, that's yak up in there. Uh, 
<laughs> so, so, look, man, but that, whatever it is, man, you know, that cryptocurrency credit light that is in there, that is, that is the elixir of youth because that is making that boy produce and he knows it and, and he's delivering it. And look, I, the only reason I keep going on the milkshake because that's the only thing that we see, we can tangibly see where I'm like, oh man, it like, oh, okay, he's, he's drinking something. It looked like a little mystery mix. And he's drinking that and he's talking about, yeah, how we did offensively and defensively. And he's talking all this bloviating. But I'm like, man, there's something in that. But, 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 but getting there, just like getting there, right? You, you never got your scholarship or you never got to the league by what you did during the season. Mm. The reality is what you do in the offseason. It's the AAUs and all that. Yeah. It's how you progress year over year. So, again, I believe his greatness is predicated upon the dedication and commitment that he has in each offseason that got him to where we're at right now. But 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 here's what the thing is. This is what I love about Le- LeBron is that um, he has a goal, and that goal is to play with one Bronny in a few years, and now he's even added on to that goal to play with his other son. What's his other son's name? You remember what his name is? I don't remember his other son's name. I just know that he's he's playing at Notre Dame. Yeah, he, he right actually now. went to the school that, that yeah. you send your, your daughter to, the fancy school you send yeah, your daughter yeah, to. That's yeah. what hey, you can't hide uh, money. I mean, since we call him G Money for a reason. <laughs> since we're gonna name drop, yeah, his son was initially about to go to Campbell Hall. I think his daughter goes to Campbell Hall right now, and uh, but his son decided that because you know their team is actually supposed to be pretty good this year. And his son basically said he want he wanted to get more bun so more burn and so he went into uh with Master P son in Notre Dame and he's about to go church out. But my, my point I was trying to make is that he wants to sit over here and go play with two, both of his sons before he leaves. Yeah, so the only goal. way you can have that is well, longevity. But see, you know what? And I don't even believe that. Look, he wants to play with a son. So so what he said was, "Is I'm gonna play with a son before I retire." No, his wife told him he got to play with the second uh, son too. Okay, and, and Bryce, kudos, Bryce. There it is. See, look. Uh, it's, the it's, liquor, too early, it's too early for this shit. No, but you know what it is? The liquor will take it away and then it'll give it. <laughs> give and it back and then they give it back to you. Say, so look, it just came back to you. So thank you. Yeah. But, but, but the whole point is, is that I, the only concern I have about this is that he, they were supposed to be limiting his minutes. Now he's playing 30 plus minutes a game and yeah. he's playing at such a high level. He's giving so much of himself. And we're talking about he's giving so much of himself in just these first 10 games. Well, you guys know we have eight times more games before we even get to the playoffs. Yeah. So can he sustain this level for another 72 games? hopefully, mm-hmm. and, and still have enough for the playoffs. Because what we've seen as Father Time has crept up on him is at the end of the season and going to the playoffs, he's given everything he had just to get his team positioned to get into the playoffs. And it looks mm-hmm. like this is that same type of team that he's going to have to give everything that he has just for the team to get to the playoffs. That's what my greatest concern is. It is my greatest concern, too. I would just say that, you know what, if there's – an outlier in the league, it is LeBron James. Conventional wisdom would tell you no. Conventional wisdom would tell you, okay, um, a, a person who had, of his ilk who has played at the level that he has played, you need to rest him. He needs to not be playing 33 minutes or 30-plus minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Lakers have enough talent if they start to get some of their injuries back to where they can start to wean him off of that successfully. 
and they can start to put in, you know, um, uh, Rui Hachimura mm -hmm. and all those guys, mm -hmm. because Vanderbilt will allow that exist that that let's say that uh, system to exist to where you can put Rui in there because you still have a, a defensive presence. Um, but you know, he's an outlier. So if he ends up playing 33 minutes throughout the game, throughout the course of the season, maybe he can do that. I can't put that against LeBron James. If he doesn't give the man an MVP and I don't, and, and, and again, this niching away as of that greatest player to ever do it. You know where I stand on that. He's the greatest motherfucker to ever touch a basketball. I know you and we don't, we don't got to get into that argument right now or that discussion right now because I got another great discussion for you that I'm well, sure you're going to be able to appreciate. Okay, give it to me. Hey, it, it's been heart-wrenching for me because I'm a Clipper fan. It's been disconcerting. It's been absolutely brutal to watch them lose six in a row. Mm-hmm. After trading for Harden. Mm -hmm. Because he started off relatively good in the first couple games. And I will say to you, as an endearing Clipper fan, it has been my delight. I have been so happy. You said as a Clipper them. fan, right? Because you call them no. the Coppers. You're the Clipper yeah, fan. Oh, right. I, so, so, so it's good because yeah, I'm the fan. Yes, okay. and, I, and, I, and I, have, I have enjoyed your misery. So, yes. But, but guess what? Harden <laughs> just popped you <laughs> in the ass. Harden was like, yeah, yeah. He did do yeah, that. Yeah. And, and got your uh, ass. Okay. And, and so here's what he twist did it, is. though. And, and he did it. So, so one of the things that, that I ask is, and, and I'm not a, this naive to believe it, but we have to ask the question: Is this what they needed to get kickstarted? It's kind of like a kickstart when you start a motorcycle. You kickstart that bad boy, or you pull that on a lawnmower, and boom, it gets started. Mm. Was this the kickstarter for the team? You know what I would say if I if I'm a Clippers fan, I would say yeah, yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Uh, look, at the end of the day, what we have already uh, professed about is that you can't have Westbrook. Harden, uh, Kawhi, and Paul George in the same lineup, lineup. Mm -hmm. in the same uh, cadence of mm -hmm. of to where they're, they're one of them are going to be substituted out. You have too many ball dominant individuals in a starting five, even though they're all Hall of Famers, mm -hmm. unquestionably. But it's too much. So it's too much of catch. Almost the same position. Like they almost Not are all tweeners almost. of two and threes. And yes. Harden can play the one. Westbrook can play the one. But they all kind of play the same yeah. thing. Westbrook could only play the one because he is not a, a frenetic shooter. He he's a streaky shooter. That he can hit a corner he get three. High. He can hit a corner three, and he's a driver, mm -hmm. and he's an energy guy. But you know, I got to give him a lot of credit because he decided that he was going to transition himself voluntarily to the bench. And that was very big of him. And that allowed, uh, the, the, the room and the breath for James Harden to just be himself with that lineup. So does this mean now all of a sudden that the Clippers have figured it out? I don't know. T Ty Lu, um, in the conglomerate, I was, I almost want to say that they're going to have a communal decision, uh, about how they're going to be. But yeah, Westbrook moving to the back and, putting James Harden in the forefront that that that's 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 a good step forward and they, and they I think it should, they, I think it should have been in reverse I think Harden should have went to the what could have went uh to the back the only why do you say that well 
you would have to do two. One is because Harden wants to ball, be ball dominant. And so if Harden wants to be ball dominant and the other three know how to sit over and pass it around, why sit over and interject a ball dominant individual with two people that can play off the ball? Mm. Because he can be ball dominant in the second crew and do the pick and rolls with Tucker. Mm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm. Or Zubat. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you get Zubat out early, put Tucker in, and then you put Zubat back in with him, and they can run the pick and roll. Oh, look at you strategizing. Okay. Hey, so I used to coach this game with uh, the little kids. I used to win championships coaching. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Okay. AYSO. I know. <laughs> hey, these little cats, I, I appreciate them. They, they, they wanted so bad that I had to coach them. Yeah. No, I feel you. Okay. I don't disagree with that philosophy, right? Uh, the thing about, and it's, it's like a, and or not an either or, because they're interchangeable about who goes to the bench. Okay. But the thing is, is that Westbrook is not inherently a shooter. So that at end of games, when, when you're bringing in your bench, you're bringing them in for the middle minutes because whatever lead that you accumulate, you want to maintain that lead. And then Westbrook has the energy, right? Because of his cadence and how he's going to run a, a system that he can roll with the bench players, he can roll with the the, the pals and all of them, and and still keep a lead and, and or maintain or exceed a lead. But then when it comes down to the crunch time, you need somebody who shoots at a high percentage. And so I understand why Harden is the the choice to be the starter for that reason. Because if we're doing rotations. Then and I think that's what we, I think that's what Westbrook saw because the last two games were very close, one against Denver and then the one that they won. Yeah, and and, and Westbrook was on the bench, so I, I understand what you're saying, but I I just think in terms of a of a net EV expected value, I think you're going to get a greater value out of the three that were there prior to Harden mm. than interjecting Harden into that, reconfigurating what that looks like, mm-hmm. and then bringing Westbrook off the bench. But speaking of that, is that Westbrook impresses me a lot of times. Sometimes with his his fashion choices, they don't impress me whatsoever. Yeah. You know, him Easy. wearing kilts or him yeah. wearing some outrageous Maybe we're shit. too old because I, yeah, I, I, maybe, I live- maybe I'm too old. And he's from L.A., and, and, yeah, and, but I'd be looking at him like, and I'm telling you, and I know you went to I'm a like, school where, where, where's your white tee? If he went to a school <laughs> where I went to and you was wearing that, he oh, was getting man. picked on. Oh, but yeah. I know he's not Real that talk. type of brother, and I know he's strong no, enough he's, to stand he's on thug. his own. He's thug. I, he's thug thug all I wouldn't say he's thug. He went to UCLA, and I wouldn't say he's thug, and I know he did the 60-60 game. I know he kept okay. it with Nipsey and all that, but I wouldn't say he's a thug. What I Because he's, he's, he's actually a phenomenal young black man who's a phenomenal husband. He's also a phenomenal father. All right. So, so look, I know I'm being technical. I, 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 okay. I, I let me you. just, let me just say this. I, I'm, when I say thug, I'm not really trying to cast aspersions on the brother. No, not what at all. I, what I'm really saying is, is that, you know, he understands He's tough. street and he mm-hmm. understands street ball and he understands the toughness mm-hmm. that comes along with the pedigree of being a dude from LA. You know, this kid went to Losinger. See, and you have to understand, I'm the kid. I saw him when he was a little kid playing at Losinger, and I know the coach. I played with the, his coach that, at Losinger. So mm-hmm. I, I've seen Westbrook before he went to UCLA. I've seen him like kind of like. I know you didn't mean it up. that way, but when, 
when we provide that connotation, I just wanted to give a positive. Yeah, yeah. With it. So I'm not hating I, on that. Yeah, I feel you. I, I'm not hating on him. I do, but 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 the third part is is that what I do know about Westbrook, he ain't gonna hoe out. He ain't gonna hoe out, and he's gonna be like, I will, I will boobop anybody. Mm -hmm. And what you seen on what he displays on the court in the NBA fields is just like he don't take no disrespect. So it's like if anybody was like, uh, what did you say something about my mama? Oh, man, <laughs> that boy is he's on it, white all right. right. He's on so that's that's what I mean. But but, but, but the also kid is he's good. being a leader. You have to sit over and have a certain level of humility about yourself. You have to have a certain level of self awareness to make the choice, make the decision of not waiting for it to be imposed on you, but to recognize what was best for the team and to go request it. And that's yeah. what he did. And and, and again, you know, real cats see real things and I'm gonna speak on real shit. Yeah. And so that was real shit in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it was it was it a showed, sacrifice. It was a sacrifice. It was a leadership and it no was doubt. for the greater good of the whole. And he wasn't willing to continue to slide down that slide of okay, maybe they got that one win, but if they don't figure that out correctly, then they're gonna continue to slide and say, let's stop the slide. We have some momentum. Let me come off the bench. I'm all right with that because He's comfortable in his greatness. Yeah. And you know what? And with all of my Clipper hate that I have, I have spewed. All right. I will, I'll give some flowers to it because everything you said is correct. And you know what? And Westbrook was mature mm -hmm. enough. Mature. Yes. Great. To word. just say, mm -hmm. you know what? For the betterment of the team, mm -hmm. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to take the decision out of the hands of the coach. Ty Lue, you don't have to make the decision. I'm going to make the decision. Mm -hmm. This is what's the betterment of the team because mm -hmm. wh what I've always professed is, you know, you need to be about winning. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And that was a very clear indication that Westbrook said, I'm about winning mm -hmm. first and foremost. And that you got to give him some love. And, on. And, and so, you know, I'm excited to see where we go because that's the – one step, you know, Harden sitting over hitting that shot and gaining some confidence because he obviously going 0 and 6 since he's oh, yeah. started playing had to, or he's 5 and 0 since, or 0 and 5 since he started playing, but they lost the game right before he started. So that has to eat away at your confidence. Do you think that this is going to now project them? Do you think that they're going to be like, oh, okay, we figured out the riddle of the Sphinx? I wouldn't say we figured out the go. but it's not about off we go. It's about I'm having confidence and let's take one little. A minor step in the right direction. You understand? Mm -hmm. They're not leaping off of a win, but what it is, especially not after you yeah, go on especially six. Especially in the league. But, yeah. it, but it is a step. And so what's going to be interesting is what do they do, you know, over the course of this weekend, going into the first half of next week, and of the two or, or three, two, three, four, maybe even four games, I think they play two or three games in the next four or five days. How many of those games can they win? Can they come out of that, say they play three games, can they come out of that uh, time two and one and with a running record so they have another small win to celebrate, another uh, uh, bright spot? A building spot, block. A building block, another bright spot into the future. So, you know, okay. that's, how you, that's, how you, that's how you get yourself out of these ruts is you take little wins and then create a, a larger win. And so uh, excited to see what yeah, they can do. A win do. is a win. And, a win and is yeah, a win. Yeah, and, no and, and, and let's talk about some individuals that's been winning that um, probably isn't getting as much um, notoriety or um, 
love as they should be getting. And last week, we gave some love to A.E., the Ant-Man, because, you know, he's been special. Yeah, but there's another player on the East Coast that's been very special that is starting to get a little bit of kudos, but is not getting getting enough. And I want to sit over here and, and, and shine a light on him. And, and, not, and not just him, but also that team, which is Halliburton. Mm. T. Halliburton and for, for, for the Pacers. Indiana. Yes, and they're playing absolutely phenomenal. What we're seeing is, is is an unbelievably strong foundation. They have a great draft next year. Mm. If they can maybe bring in one uh, perfect fit or correct fit for that team, you're looking at a team that's going to make the playoffs this year because they're scoring at a clip that's just um, hasn't been seen in the NBA. Yeah. And, and we're only talking about over a 10 game sample, but they are from an offensive standpoint, um, absolutely exploding. Now defense is, is a, a little bit rough and they're getting scored yes. on, but they are, but they're young. So just like how we talked about OKC, just like how we mm-hmm. talked about Houston, they're, they're kind of you know, on the East Coast. They're the same in the mm-hmm. same, same vein, yes. same mm-hmm. ilk. Yes. Um, I'm going to butcher these names and <laughs> Lord forgive me, but okay. I want to say Neesmith. Mm-hmm. Neesmith, which is Neesmith, like they're, yeah. they're, they're, I think he's their backup shooting guard. I don't know if he's starting exactly because I, I've seen them here and there, but Neesmith. And then there's a, uh, I want to say Maramuth, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I butchered your name, bro. Okay. Look. But but they got two cats outside of Halliburton mm-hmm. who are really good. And then, obviously, they took Brown from the Denver uh, championship, mm-hmm. right? So they have him that is playing their six-man role. Mm-hmm. So then you take those two guys who are now uh, – two or three years into their own careers. Mm-hmm. And then you have Turner, who mm-hmm. even though he's often injured, but he is a good, he's a versatile. When he plays, man. without a doubt. When he yes. plays, he is very effective. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mer- uh, move uh, bro, if I, fit, if I mess up your name. It's not quite Mermove, but you're enough, close. Right. Close enough. <laughs> you got that dude right. playing power forward. Then you have the, the shooting guard and, and Nate Smith, and then you have Halliburton. And Halliburton is kind of like, you know, he reminds me a lot of, uh, this mix between, I would say, like Jason Kidd and dare I say, almost like Iverson, because he has all the shakes. He can dribble and break you down. It's just, but he can actually you know, shoot, though. Isaiah Thomas. Ooh, but he's taller, though. But he's taller, but, but he's taller. But his game reminds Ooh, I like me of Isaiah. Yeah, Isaiah. yeah, and, and, and he, because he can do all things. He can average triple, mm-hmm. triple, double. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like, uh, what we see with, with, uh, you know, with, uh, ball in, mm-hmm. in, in Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, but he's more but, refined than yeah, that. Yeah, he's way more refined. Mm-hmm. Way more way refined. refined. So then that's what makes them efficient is because he's a danger mm-hmm. on every possession. Mm-hmm. And then he has people that he can give it out to that are actually shoot and make the shot. Right. I mean, what else do you need to say? It's like they, they, they low key are, are good. Right? And, and you know what's, what's crazy is, um, is in the midseason tournament. I mean, they're two and zero. This is a team that has a very good shot at going to Vegas. So I'm super excited about that. I would love to see them in Vegas in the sphere, uh, just because they play an exciting brand of basketball. Mm. I mean, like it's run and gun, it's fast paced, it's high scoring. Uh, you know, but for them to go to the next level, what they do have to do, if they were smart, is sit over here and focus on defensive players. 
mm-hmm. in this next year. They have a team that obviously can score. If you can interject into those lineups, the the, the starting lineup and the backup, say, you know, one of the uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, or ninth player that comes off the bench that are defensive stoppers, let me tell you something. You have a team that can sit over here and reconfigure itself mm-hmm. to sit over and score when they need to score or transform into a defensive stopper. Yeah. So, um, you know, super excited yeah. about when you see these young teams that, that you're early on, yeah. that you can bet on early yeah. because next year they're going to sit over here and there's going to be some ruckus, just like a team we're about to talk to you about, the Sacramento Kings yes. and, and with Fox. So it's funny, you know, Last year, we've obviously um, grown up with the Kings, and you know they've had a couple. Yeah, of good and they've years always been. There. They've always been our. When I say our, because I, I consider myself a part of the Laker family, so they've always been our um, doormat. Correct, but, but they've had but a couple. Not of, a doormat, they, but they've anymore. had. But they've had a couple of spike years. Yes, and the twist is, is that we see something that's greater than their spike years and something that's tangible. Last year, they might have lost in the first round. Okay, it was their and first time. And they lost time. formidably. Yeah, but to... it was their first time getting there. So, yeah. you know, you got to get there and kind of take your lumps, and then you know what it's like. You're not, like, wowed by by yeah. this part. that They weren't used to you playing know, there. You know what's interesting about that series against Golden State? They were, from top to bottom, let's say statistically, they were the better team. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it it's just when you have a superstar that decides to be nuclear and he he's just Steph Curry just said you motherfuckers are not going to beat me correct and he just refused was like it's refused. not going to happen he refused right. he said god damn it he mm-hmm. said you put the cameras on me you ain't about to embarrass me in front of these but but had so much respect for D Fox that he made D Fox his very first you know uh um he got a shoe uh, and so he made D Fox his first player that represents his shoe. Real talk. Off of that. Because D Fox yeah, put in work. Put in work. Now this Malik season Monk put in work. Put in work. But this Sabonis season he's only yeah, Sabonis too. This season he's only sat over here and played a few games because of injury. But he's he's ratcheted up his game. He's shooting a few more. His uh, field goal percentage is about six points higher. He's averaging a few more points. So when you bring all that together, this is still a dude that's still ascending on a team that they're putting around him and the GM is sitting over and constructing. And then they have the coach. What's the coach's name? LeBron's coach, the brother with the bald head. His name name escapes me right now, but I know. Yeah, yeah, uh, because he's he's, his brother. Yeah, ball. Yeah, got the wear the glasses and he looked there. And he's a defensive specialist. Yeah, so so all of that put together what, has this team going. I need to take a couple more sips. Maybe it'll come to me about five <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, because it all brings it to yeah, you. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm going to be like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. But, okay, their coach is is a legitimate, like, he's a he's a defensive-oriented coach, mm-hmm. and he's got the Sacramento Kings going there. You know, I even have to just, just to pivot and caveat off of even the conversation prior to, it's very exciting for the league because – Right now, we just got finished talking about the Indiana Pacers. Man, the Indiana Pacers haven't been relevant. Since Reggie Miller. Since Reggie Miller. Mm -hmm. So you got them. We talked last week about Houston. Uh, Obviously, we talked about Sacramento. We talked about OKC. Right. right. You know what I mean? It's like there's all these young Young teams. teams, These young teams. There's a lot of parody there where I'm like, wow. And where where the staple teams are like the Lakers, Celtics. 
that are still in the mix. Yeah. So it's not like it's a complete flip-flop of the, of the league. It's almost a blending of the league. Yeah. Golden State's coming down a little bit. Lakers have come down a little bit. Uh, and you have teams that are rising. You have Boston that's still up there. Yeah. But you have Milwaukee coming. You have Minnesota coming in the West. Yes. You know, you, you have, have New Philly Orleans still in there. You have New Orleans steadfast in the middle. Like, in the like, mid. Like, so like, it's like a lot. Be so it's an exciting, exciting year. This is a great year for This basketball. is a great year of basketball. And, and, and what's crazy, we'll talk about it a little bit, but that in-season tournament is, is fun too. Isn't and what we've had to see. You know, but, but, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it in a second because before we go there, we want to talk about these, these great teams that have the opportunity to make themselves better. And mm. there's one standout trade um, piece that's out there that is connected to, uh, I think, about four teams. And I, and I really want to know, where do you think he's going to go? And I personally think the Lakers, because I think they, they feel that they need one more piece. Mm. Okay, one I already more know you're, you're talking about that, Zach Levine. Zach, Zach, Zach Levine. Thing. Zach Levine. And so, so he's a big piece. We got Miami after him, the Lakers. We got Philly, and we got another team. I can't think of the other team that's after him. But you got four teams that are after him. And I think the Lakers, it makes sense because the Lakers need to add. But I don't know if he's actually the one because, you know, doing all that jumping. Remember, he won the dunk contest and all that. Doing all that jumping, yeah. his knees aren't the same anymore, which means he's not the player the same anymore. But he comes with a price tag. And do you think he fills a void that's – Currently with the Lakers, you know, is it, okay. So it's very touchy, touchy, right? But theoretically, if since we're playing fantasy right now, because we don't know what this going to happen. True. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Levine, from an athletic standpoint, is perfect for the Lakers. He really is. The only question is because of his price point. Yeah, you're, and you know what would also be perfect for the Lakers is that what would come with him in a trade if we're going to trade for him is Caruso, right? So the Lakers won their last championship with mm-hmm. Caruso. Mm-hmm. Chris Caruso is also often injured, but mm-hmm. when Caruso was He right, ain't no punk. He ain't no punk. And when he's right, he's really right. Mm-hmm. And the thing and Laker lore loves him and, and you know the thing about being a Laker is is you have to be able to perform when the lights are the brightest, and Caruso was already proven that he knows how to do that, and he has a relationship with agree. LeBron. So all of those things play. So you so, say it would only work if Caruso came along as part I, of the package. In my estimation, I think the best thing, if the the trade were going to happen, would be to include Caruso as a must. Now, taking all that aside, what it is is the Lakers would have to give up is the million dollar question because the the thing that if you don't want to like completely disrupt the core of the team, when I say core, I just mean you're obviously going to disrupt the core, but what are is going to be palatable for, and for you, Chicago to who, even get him? Who are the two players? That you would be willing to give up because it would be two, two, and plus a draft pick. Okay, so this is going to be an explosion on this show. Okay, because if you say I, AD, we're going to stop production. Oh uh, well, you might have to go on hiatus. You smoking crack cocaine because it needs to be LeBron, AD, and the person. Okay. Uh, it doesn't have to be Anthony yes. Davis. It does not have to be Anthony Davis. Well, However, LeBron. 
No, of course not LeBron. No, no, I'm saying with LeBron, you don't say it has to be I, AD. Okay. I, I'm going to play out a fantasy scenario, and okay. then you tell me. I'm about to go get my robe and cross it. I say I'm going to have to bless you all. <laughs> yeah, you had to throw some holy water <laughs> on my ass. But if, let's just say, because of what we know about often injured bitch ass and this disease ass Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. we what we're losing is is we're losing or potentially could be the defensive player of the year because that's how dynamic he is on defense and that's how significant he is to our team on defense. So it's just a risk and reward. If you trade him to Chicago and then you bring in um a Kobe-esque person in Levine and you bring in um you bring in Caruso as a part of that trade and Anthony Davis goes. So then it's like who are your big men now? Then now you have Vin Vanderbilt, you have uh Jackson Hayes, and you have the motherfucker who came from uh Dallas. I I can't even think of his Jay, name. Jay, huh? Jay. I don't yeah. want you to get any more hate comments that you're already oh, gonna get. But but just so go me, with me. Just go I, I with can't me. go with you because it, it I didn't say happen. I didn't say trade Levine for the big two. I said trade Levine to add to the big two. Yeah, but any other scenario is fantasy land because what is gonna happen is is that they don't want his forty million dollar a year contract, yeah, so it's not okay. So we all know. And so that's why it's not going to be Caruso or Levine. It's only going to be Levine because you have to go forty for forty. But so it's they not have to get rid of two twenty million dollar contracts to trade for the one forty million dollar contract. Okay. So here's what I would say: You're going to probably have to include um, our, our our starting point guard in that trade, which is again. This sounds like poppycock. This sounds like uh this sounds like it is insane. Hey, hey, poppycock does sound insane. I will it tell you that. It sounds insane. So, when I always think about this, I think about it how competitive we're going to be facing against the best team, which would be Denver, right? In this case. So, if it's Denver, what it is that you're now you're trading away Anthony Davis, which is undoubtedly uh the one of the best defensive my, uh players and athleticism but he's he shrinks in big moments you trade him away you also can't include d'angelo russell you bring in caruso you bring in levine and then you have a committee at at the five right but you have vanderbilt and you have rotational players but what you have now given yourself is you've given lebron the ability to have somebody other than himself who is super dynamic? Who can get who? Levine. Levine can. Now you understand Levine's knees are a little bit tricky. Okay. Of course, okay. but Levine can give you thirty, and he can give you thirty consistently. Laker Nation, I do not sanction what this man is saying. Okay. I have nothing to do oh, with this. Listen, this cold ten. Cold My name 10. is G. Red alert. But I'm not crazy. It could happen, and then you have Caruso, who's there to be a good defensive rotation player and you keep Reeves and so now we got these two uh inter inter trusting dynamic uh players that can int- alternate between the the point guard position and then you're putting LeBron in the natural point guard position 
It could work. James. I just think hey, that you're not crazy. You're not going to do it. You're not crazy. But I will tell you this. You Dude. are insane. So, so, so <laughs> with that being okay. said, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this right now. I wasn't going to even talk about this. We might have gotten into it. But because you've just saying, said something so insane, I have to uh, uh, equate I that. To do it. I have to equate I that to do it. with, to with the insanity chest. that we had the opportunity to see up close and personal with a million cameras watching and it's been spewed all over our social media. And that is um, our, our man from Golden State sitting over his set tripping. I mean, the dude was in the game. I think he wanted the documentary. He saw the documentary on 30 for 30 about the malice of the palace and them strapping. And he said, I want one of those. So <laughs> I, I actually thought, I actually thought it was because the in season tournament, there's a heightened sense of urgency and so on and so forth. But, but again, until you're within, you know, a foot of insanity and you get to see it up close and personal, that made me realize, no, that was insanity. And what Draymond was doing was pure insanity and putting my man, go, uh, go bear in the motherfucking, uh, headlock and sitting over here choking him out for 18 seconds. The insanity that I saw in his eyes, I just saw in your eyes as you were sitting over oh, here and sticking on that TV. So okay, well, then me, the well, then, okay, well then me and, and Draymond are best buds then. Because look, here's what I would say about the Draymond thing. Draymond is he was stupid for let's say going to such an extreme. Um, however, his actions were not stupid. It was look, he already doesn't like Rudy Gobert. Okay. So that makes it actually off rip. Mm-hmm. He's the enforcer of the team. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like Rudy Gobert for a whole host of reasons. And Rudy Gobert is a seven foot, you know. Uh, softy mm-hmm. that tries to act like he's tough For every friends. now and again. Mm-hmm. But okay, so uh, okay, he's great people uncivilized. But <laughs> and, and and Draymond Green is like, you know, uh, what's that you from, cuz? You know? <laughs> like Russell. Okay. Okay. okay, so polar opposites. Right. Okay, fine. But then, uh, you know, listen, Grey Poupon should not have grabbed. His light skinned teammate. He well, should not have grabbed. <laughs> he should not have grabbed a Clay Thompson. He just shouldn't have done it. It was a it was a dumb thing to do. When there's a fight and a scrummage in the professional ranks, you grab the teammates that are your teammates. You don't try to say, "Oh, wait, hold on, let me try to break this up," and then you're gonna do that because you know what? You got super gangbang over here. That's where you're like, wait, hold. But this is my problem with him. This is my problem with my man. Is he only wrapped it? He didn't lock. No. And, so, so and that's why he didn't think he was going to get in Well, here's our choices. If you're going to sit <laughs> over here and be this, go through this much scrutiny. Okay. If you're going to have to take and face this type of discipline in terms of a five-game suspension, yeah. what I would have done was at least put him to sleep. Because if you put him to sleep, then you go down in history as one of the realest motherfuckers okay. in the game. When you only sit over here and tuck it, and he's sitting over saying, look at this dude sitting over here struggling with me. That's all he Look at this dude right here. But, 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 yeah. I would have locked. I would have sit over I here know. and locked it I like know. that, and then I would have put him to sleep, and then I would have actually sit over here and would have superseded what they did 
in Detroit. See, this is where he ain't really quite thinking. The only <laughs> thing that I will say is, is that what Draymond did at the end of the day is that he did what rich, what rich thugs do. Is that he said, I'm going to hook him. <laughs> but I ain't going to go too far. Choke him. I ain't, ain't going to choke him. I'm going to just let him know, don't ever do this again. And I'm going to emphasize, don't ever do this again. And that's what he did. And, you know, the thing about him getting five games, it's just, it was just an exacerbation of his history. You know, listen. Draymond has kicked people in the groin. Draymond, if he has don't go, if he don't go to Draymond Mexico, is, he ain't a real one. Well, if he don't go to Tulum and sit over here, and <laughs> <laughs> he ain't a real one. Well, look, I, I'm I don't begrudge uh, Draymond for his actions. I just think that it is exceeding. And what it, it ultimately what we're saying is is that Draymond, listen, you won championships for being who you are, but there there does come a point to where you need to realize. What is the betterment of the team? And that is what you, as a mature adult, need to reconcile. You need to say, look, I can be the enforcer. I can say this or do that and so on and so forth. But at some point, you need to be the grown-up in the room. And Draymond, you didn't really do that. And that's why his coach got on him because it was like, bruh. No, you know why no, no, you know why his coach got on him? It's because the coach came out and initially defended him on some bullshit that Draymond told him. Draymond told him he was grabbing Clay by his throat. And then when he saw the motherfucking video, he was he like, Draymond, you had me out here telling these motherfuckers that go over here and grab him by the throat. You lying motherfucker and put him on blast. I'll tell you this so though. I'll tell you this though. I bet you, I bet you uh Clay and Steph in his injury, they was like yeah, yeah, that's right. That's my dude. And and you know what? At the end of the day, when you talk about we, we in the we in the the wolf pack, and it's just us. Mm. At the end of the day, regardless of fines and anything else, they like that's my dude. Hey, that's the one who I'm put this way. I celebrity box Draymond right now. Fuck around and knock him out. <laughs> oh, man, you wish. Yeah. What? No, I'm not <laughs> saying you wouldn't. I'm saying that you wish because you would hope that Draymond would want to get you with your ass. Yeah, yeah. No, right. Who are you? Let me get that celebrity boxing money, Dre. <laughs> I'll put you out there. Let me get that boxing money. Yeah, shoot. Me too. Shoot. Let, let, yeah. I don't want to fight. But, but let's sit over here and talk about this, this end game. You know, let's finish it off with this end game because, yeah, you know, man, for me, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Right? Hey, but that's where the twist is. I'm this surprised. is where people made fun of the NBA when it first got, including us, when it first uh, unrolled, because it wasn't a whole lot of, um, like, uh, universal understanding. Nobody knew what the, first of all, the, I will say this. The NBA did a really, and we've said this in previous episodes, they did a really poor job of even explaining what the hell it is. And then they brought down that, that little Bush League, uh, Vegas commercial that they throw out. <laughs> and it was still like, well, what the hell is this? <laughs> but then, then they, they caught up to it. And then they, the hype uh, surrounding the, the, the in game, uh, uh, the, the, the new courts and the, the, the alternate uniforms. It's really paying dividends. I, I gotta. I want to see what the I, new I, uniforms are. I want to see what yeah. every team's courts so now, are. Now it's sexy. So it's so funny that now that, that, that people laughed at it, but the average viewer like myself wants to see that what 
what the new yeah, there's deal a lot is going to be like. Pageantry around it, it's a that's a great word. It's a lot of pageantry, but I do. I think what they also wanted to do because A two games, I've seen the games up close. It becomes lazy. It becomes like, uh, let's just get through this. It does inject some energy into these games. Yes. we saw that with the multiple fights you are in right. the deal. So that's what they and we're seeing people want it. We have players are sitting on their star players saying, "I want to win it for the cats that are on my team that aren't making that money." And that five hundred thousand dollars means something to them. And so w- when I see it, and you got. Teams like the the Pacers that ain't going to win the championship, but will be in a position to win this. The Lakers mm-hmm. that probably aren't going to win a championship if they don't make a a significant right move that that, that really fits. They're not going to win a championship, but are in a position to win mm-hmm. this. And I do love that that interseasonal um, ability to have something matter that's not yes. the end game. I agree. Because 82 games plus the playoffs, so you're talking about 100 games, is a lot of games to sit over and wait from 0 to 100 to find out who was the shit. Yeah. To have something in there. And, and, and what they did yeah. is they got they brought that from the Premier League and from soccer. Mm. Actually, from European soccer that have these tournaments because their seasons Very are long, that have those tournaments in, in, inside of there. And I, and I think it's brilliant to bring that to America. America, always we, we think that we're the 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 the, the forerunners of it, and I've the reality is that sometimes before. we are behind. I've heard you they say this before. You said, "Look, when you got winners, when you got athletes, people that are competitive by nature, you could just damn near say we're going to play for this Twinkie." And they, yes, yes. Damn it, we're playing for the Twinkie. They're playing for we're the playing Twinkie. For the Twinkie. And, and speaking of that, yeah, get it. hey, this is up here. I'm drinking. Uh, my Claude, my, my Claude friendship, um, not because I don't have that VSOP handy to drink. It's just that we're going to drink this and we're going to pop this and G is going to be off his whiskey shit and he's going to drink this when this, when, when, when the cup up. is done and we're going to have some fun with it. So that's okay. why that's up here. And I'm going to represent that NBA sponsor, Hennessy VSOP, um, until we have a cup and we pop this bottle and we get we're going to get super loose off of oh, this. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Because, you know, one thing I am, I'm not a quitter. Mm-mm. So, I listen, I will uh, switch over to your world of the yaks. And he's going to be swashbuckling on a whole nother level. You know what? And, and I'm just going to open my third eye even bigger. Hey, okay? This has been a great show, brother. Hey, man. Uh, hey, hey, ball great talking with you. Hey, cheers. Hey. And, and ladies and gentlemen, again, please subscribe. Download, like, love us. Come back next week. Please and come we'll back. We'll see you soon because we having a ball. Mm-hmm. Social jaw. One more again. Church. There it is. On the move.